Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also Apple Podcasts, of course, and on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also catch us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel, pregames, postgames for Dolphins, Heat, and all the other teams in town, plus special videos and FiveReasonsSports.com, the only non-paywall sports site covering all the teams here in South Florida. Catch Brady Hawk's latest takeaways. He was with me at the arena tonight from the Heat's latest preseason game. Also check out all the sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network. We mentioned this one a lot because it's important. Our friend Mark Brown over at markbrownpa.com. The phone number 954-566-5678. That's 954-566-5678. He can help you with your, your title if you need that. But the other thing that he can help you with is your estate planning. If you're a young single individual, it's important to have a meeting with Mark. Make sure that someone you trust is making decisions for you. If you're unconscious, incapacitated, anything happens to you. If you're young with a family, you need to meet with him so you can set up plans for your kids. If anything unfortunate happens, even if you're older and don't have a family, you should have a say in where your estate goes. So arrange a sit down with Mark, huge Miami sports fan. He's based right there in North Lauderdale, right off of Cypress Creek and Andrews, if you're familiar with that area. And he'll take the time to make sure that he understands your needs. So Check him out. Mark Brown. That's M-A-R-C brownpa.com or 954-566-5678. And now tonight's episode with Greg and Alex. Catch Brady and I on social media tonight. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. No Ethan Skolnick or Brady Hawk. Both of them are covering post game at the arena. Uh, but with me here is Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And um, tonight's floor plan, uh, you know what? Like, what we thought was going to be maybe a nondescript preseason game ended up being a hell of a lot of fun. So uh, the pre uh, our floor plan is we're going to celebrate a a fun preseason game. Talk about what kind of uh, jumped out, uh, you know, jumped out to each of us and uh, just kind of unpack what we saw, because I think there are some elements that we can take from this game that translate to the regular season. Um, But First, I'm, I'm going to start off by saying this, like that was a hell of a fun ending, like the way that they closed it out with the young guys. It felt like a um, just like a young, scrappy group that had nothing to lose. They were cheering, jumping around and stuff like that. They looked like college kids that were excited to be getting a victory. And there's something magical about that that I think is so far um very apparent on this team alex am i look am i sunshine pumping too much or does this team look like it has like a special vibe to it 
Look, man, I can't blame you for sunshine pumping. It's what you do. That's it's your job here while being an, an objective analyst as well, of course, and an insider, multi-talented. But really, I, I, it was exciting, man. Like, you, we saw a game where I feel like we, we saw a lot of things we wanted to see as far as uh, a lot of the main players, except Tyler, who's been on fire in every game except tonight. But uh, as far as just seeing the way that those young guys close it out at the end, it was fun, man. Like you said, they looked like young guys who were excited to be there and excited to be winning. Like the game really meant a lot to them. I feel like all of them showed out in different ways and playing like vets in the way they kind of closed out that game. They, it were, they came back from a deficit, right? Like they're just kind of like, okay, you know, come in, fix everything. And that's kind of what they did. Yeah, it was crazy the way that it happened. And, you know, I'm not going to like, on, we're not going to get too deep into preseason victories and stuff like that. But I think that like, um, a primary takeaway, and this is where we're going to start to pivot into some of the topics that I think jumped off the page for, for both of us, um, in, but in, maybe in some different ways, is that what I took from this game right off the bat is that if you take uh, if you take Caleb Martin out of the starting lineup and you insert Jimmy Butler, essentially you had the 10 guys that you can now kind of peg as the top 10 players with Markeith, Max Struess, Tyler Hero, Gabe, and, and Deadman off the bench. And that's your, that, that's your starting five. Like, so I felt like this was the closest we were going to get to seeing a regular rotation. And what jumped out to me, uh, and this is where, where, where I really want to start, is um, in a setting without Jimmy Butler, what Bam Adebayo got to operate and start to do. And, um, and you know, what's interesting enough about it. And he finished eight for 14, 18 points in 26 minutes. You know, he did bam things, five rebounds. Um, and Alex, I'm interested because you, you pick apart the basketball stuff better than I do, but, but what jumped off the page to me, or like when I was watching, he had a sequence where he missed a couple in a row and, um, and he had missed maybe even a possession prior to that. He took like too quick of a shot or something like that. And then he finally got an offensive board and he put his shoulders down and he got one to go. And I think he, it was an and one and, and he let out some kind of emotion. And it was a play like that where he had to put up multiple field goal attempts to, to me, like that's the kind of stuff I like to see from Bam that the confidence is not shaken, that he's going back to it. I know it's preseason, but these are the little baby steps that we have to see when you take a guy that's going to be having an increased responsibility like what else did you see Alex from your perspective from Bam early on in this game as efficient as he was and how well as he played look I you know I couldn't agree with everything you said more I think he showed everything that fans have been wanting from him including us as far as just you know keeping that scoring mentality going and coming back when things don't go your way not being timid you know playing within the pace of a game not slowing things down too much where things get awkward and, and you're just kind of looking for handoff guys like it was a lot of times last season at the end of the shot clock. Like, I just think, we, you know, he's showing us all those things we wanted. He's getting to his spots quickly. He's getting into it with force. He's taking those mid-range jumpers with ease and, like, very little to no hesitation at all. It's And he showed some of this last season, but I think showing it from the start the way he has now and doing it alongside Kyle, who's – obviously empowering him at a new level that I don't, I don't think he's experienced yet in the NBA. No, just, it's awesome, man. Like the, the exact stuff that we projected that we would see from Bam because of the Kyle Lowry impact, we're seeing it right away in, you know, like the end of the spectrum, as far as like how good Bam can look as a scorer. Right. And that's that specific aspect of the game because we know how good he is at everything else, but that specific part, like it's already rounding into form. Obviously it's a preseason game. 
Hornets were missing uh, Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. That's like 45 points a game. So that's, you know, that's a lot, right? But I'm still very excited with the way Bam is looking right now, man. Listen, undefeated preseason. Um, there's been little. Is there a banner um, for that? Yeah, well, if we were the Orlando Magic, maybe there would be. Um, no, no disrespect to those fans out there. Um, maybe actually Philadelphia 76ers fans may may raise banners for that. Knicks fans definitely are gonna, would. Are the Sixers going to raise a banner for Simmons? For Ben Simmons game? returning? Yeah, I'm, I might raise a banner for them. Like I said, I wanted that whole saga to continue. So I'm really glad that yeah. apparently it's going to. They're just going to keep knocking their head into the wall. So that's, Yeah, that's that's right. going to be like a stinky pair of gym shorts and a really old gym oh, bag yeah. in the back of the gym as that all unfolds in Philly. But that's a whole nother show. Um, but, you know, I'm going to get down with some six or slander. If you can lead me there, Alex, it's good when when Ethan is away that we deviate a little bit. But no, Bam, Bam looked awesome. Uh, you touched on it with Kyle and what he did. I still like marvel at watching Kyle four of eight from three, like that kind of volume. And then you get 50 percent out of him, five assists. Uh, he's still doing all the good things. Kyle, three, three steals. So definitely want to give him his flowers. Um but, but that was definitely, I think, uh, seeing Bam do that, like that's going to be the biggest thing. This team's going as fam- far as Bam uh, takes him. I think Ethan coined that, and, and that that's appropriate. Um, but then, you know, as we looked around the rest of the roster, like, yeah, this game ended up as, with a victory, and um, we could point out what happened at the end, but that's kind of like the outlier. If you really looked at what happened here, the Heat did get outplayed significantly for portions of this game. Uh, there were definitely – moments where they couldn't shoot which i think like it's interesting to see them work through that kind of stuff because that's not something that they've had to really battle against internally yet like seeing themselves not shoot well they finished at 42 percent, 33 percent from three on 42 three-point attempts it's a new world out there but um like they ultimately only got out rebounded by two that margin was much higher when the game looked out of reach Alex so this is what I want to talk about here because there were moments tonight like let's just be frank them cats look slow and when you had uh the uh increased acreage as we've now coined on five on the floor even though it's not from us we didn't take it we're not going to shout out the cats who did anymore we're using it uh you have Ben Golliver, right? Um, so PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, uh, Markeith Morris, these are all guys that give you that acreage, right? But they looked a little bit slower. Alex, are you concerned with them from that perspective? Can this team end up going for stretches this season looking slow and that being the catalyst for them going on losing streaks? Like, is that something you're concerned with? No, I don't really think this, that's going to be a problem as far as like it's going to really take away a lot of wins for you. I just think like if, you know, part of what we do on this show is just kind of like nitpicking, right? So as far as relative to nitpicking, knowing that it's under that, that I think that's one of the concerns with the bench, right? Like it's been well publicized. Everybody agrees that the bench has been, uh, you know, going into the season. I mean, the, the, the bench has been a concern knowing, you know, that was before knowing that Tyler, you know, was gonna ball out like he has in preseason and might've taken a step forward. Uh, I just think Deadman Morris and even PJ and the starters like tonight was a night where they look particularly slow, probably more so than other nights, just because you've got the Hornets out, out there yep. playing young guy ball, you know, constantly running around, you know, like the ball never stops moving there. They're playing against a lot of athletic 
dudes, and I think they they made them look like slow old vets. And I think the, the thing with slow old vets is they're better at processing the game, so there, there's a little bit of a balance there, right? There's a there's a tug and pull, but I, uh, like PJ Tucker, for example, and I think I saw some of this too against the Hawks, where, whether like whether it be John Collins, Miles Bridges, uh, they look significantly more athletic than PJ. Yeah, think- it was like obvious. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, and I was saying this in the text thread because I think, like, you got to have them playing uh, traditional one-on-one and not so much, you know, helping and rotating, I think. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As far as the way they are in defense, which is why I like that they that they've gone back to more of a traditional drop as well. And you know, we talked about that going into the season that they don't have to switch, they don't have to do a lot of the, uh, the more gimmicky stuff like zoning, helping from the corners. Anytime Eve or even Deadman has to rotate to the corner it's uh you know or rotate to anywhere else on the perimeter like they're gonna be a step slow yeah no you're, you're right about that and i also think that like it's gonna be interesting to see uh like they got a good marquee morris game tonight they need more of those like if he's gonna like be a step slow here or there then you you need to give us 11 and 6 and a couple assists like that has to happen like uh it's why i think uh Ultimately, Yurtsevin is going to get the opportunity. I feel like just his productivity in such limited minutes is going to lead to them giving it a shot because I don't think that they're necessarily losing any speed when they put him on the court. So I think he's going to get the opportunity. I still think like they're locked into this lineup, like even with Jimmy out, like I feel like this is the type of team with Bam, Kyle, Duncan, and PJ that if those four guys are in the starting lineup, they feel like they can win any game. Like there's a stability factor that comes with that group. So PJ is good with them. But yeah, they they could get a step slow, and um and it's interesting you brought up the defense. I want to go there, uh, but before I do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network and Five on the Floor, and that's Prize Picks, which is uh, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's really daily fantasy made easy. I mean, it's literally three steps. One, you pick your favorite stars, select. Uh, between two to five players regardless of sport so you can play cross sports Uh, two you choose their over under so the guys you think are going to ball out choose their overs the guys you think are going to have off days uh, maybe Jacoby Brissett is that guy you go with his under Uh, and next you watch your players win the more you pick correctly the more money you win I mean it's literally that easy you stack your picks together you can win up to 10 times your money with prize picks power plays so go to prize picks deposit use promo code five if you use promo code five we'll match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars that's prize picks download the app or go to prizepicks.com and again use the promo code five so back to the regularly scheduled program, you mentioned defense, like, you know what I actually noticed in the first half and maybe uh, my eyes deceived me. It looked like they tried a few different things. It didn't, they weren't in the drop all the time. I saw some switching happening here and there. Maybe it's pretty soft, but like Alex, what did you see defensively from them um, overall in this game? Uh, just uh, like 
like you talked about the base coverage and stuff like that. I'm interested to just pick your brain on defensively, what you saw today when we saw like kind of the rotation initially at the beginning of the game. So, yeah, like you said, I think uh, they're still incorporating some switching here and there. I think a lot of off ball switches because of some of these slower guys that they have to incorporate for, like you don't want to just give up a cut just because you're sticking to some defense there. I think they've done off ball switching for a while now and they're very selective with it. I like the way they do it. But uh, as far as their base defense, it does seem from what we've seen in preseason, whether it's Bam or Devin on the floor, uh, they're going back to back to a traditional drop. And I like it. You know, it keeps guys. Uh, I think it keeps Bam uh, back closer to the rim like we talked about on this show. And I think because they have good point of attack defense now with Lowry and with others who've kind of served it there, whether it be Vincent, Caleb Martin, Marcus Garrett, like they have really good activity there. So they don't have to give up unnecessary switches uh, as far as like actual screen coverage. Right. Uh, but I think they're, they're going to still switch here and there and, and they're probably going to incorporate both as the season goes on. And, you know, when we're actually seeing the, the rotation in full, I just like the, their activity a lot, man. Like even Tyler, who we know like on this roster is the biggest liability on defense. Like he's just looked better, man. He, he's, looked, yeah. And I'm not You're saying right. he, he's like some awesome defender now. Right. But he's like he's been active in the past, but now he's got active hands. He added that uh, lower body strength that we talked about in other shows. He's just moving around a lot better. Like he's doing his best to get over screens and not just, you know, get uh, get pummeled by them. them. Yeah. And a lot of that, uh, of course, it's not his fault. It's a physicality thing. But he's just doing a lot better job of not getting lost on the play where all of a sudden some the, the, the backline defender has to cover for him for way too long, because that's part of managing the drop is like. There's going to be a second or two where the yeah where you can hold them, but it's yeah. like you have to manage that. And I think now, like it seems like that part of their defense, no matter who it's going to is going to be there, it's going to be really improved. So I'm just really excited that you know there's going to be more deflections. They're going to get easy baskets in transition because Bam is all of a sudden like their wide receiver in transition, especially when Lowry's quarterbacking it. Like we saw that literal touchdown pass Lowry threw. That was. So beautiful. It was beautiful. I had to hold myself from cursing right now, even though it didn't even hold. I mean, it didn't lead to a to a score. I was watching that play like it was magical. <laughs> you know, we haven't seen somebody do that in so long. I think more of what you said and what we've talked about, Lowry's a seamless fit on bo- both ends of the floor. You know, he showed that tonight when he really wants to start shooting and sees that there needs to be some scoring, he can turn that up. That's not his main thing anymore, but he still has that in his bag. Like he can shoot it from deep shoot it quick off the catch, off the dribble when guys back up. I don't know. I'm very excited. Like, I think like, much everything obviously except Tyler continuing to be on fire. Yeah. And um, the last thing we're going to do before we close here is acknowledge that Ish Smith is the new Malik Monk. Um, so if we end up playing Charlotte down the road in any kind of playoff series, let's just hope Ish Smith maybe finds his way off that team because he could maybe He's get so good. waved or something. Because when he ends up playing against Miami, it is never good. He may get up a bunch of shots, but he's going to make them. Uh, so is he like listen. that against everybody else or what? Because I feel like he, if he was like that against everybody else, he would be getting like $8 million a season. But yeah, right? he's always getting a minimum. I'm like, yeah. bro, this guy can defend. He's initiating offense off the bench. Like, he's not a great shooter, as we all know. But, like, he's out there looking confident as hell. Like, damn, he's he's nice. And then I, I probably will tune in to the Hornets on another night, and it's just it's not the same. This is true. You know Perfect who else was confident tonight but may not be for many other nights throughout the season? Micah Potter. Uh, but, yes, it was a good game, uh, good uh, 
Is it time uh, to talk about the third stringers, about Micah, Yurt, and them? Yeah, well, the only thing I'll say is this on those guys. I didn't know how far we were going to go down this road. Ethan will get mad that we're making this uh, podcast go longer than 20 minutes, but we're going to sneak one in here. I really think Yurt's going to get the opportunity this year to play. Like, literally, they're going to come to a place where these guys can't shoot, like some of these big men, and they are going to insert him to at least have the threat of hitting an outside shot. And he has that rebounding thing. Like, this is going to sound weird. He has that rebounding stuff that Hassan has, where, like, he just – it's just literally it comes natural to him like he can rebound he's where he's supposed to be the timing is there he's always in the right spots he does it in a different way than Hassan he's not as athletic um does not go above the basket to go get those rebounds but it's in the same way in terms of his timing and where he is and I think that that combined with his shooting he's going to get the opportunity to play so like um that that's a big takeaway for me that he has shown at least in these limited minutes that he can contribute because I think that they're going to have to rely on him at some point. I agree. And, you know, we kind of talked about some of these guys in the roster taking up space and not, not space, like in a bad way. I mean, like during the regular season, when guys are going in and out of the rotation, in and out of the lineup, guys like Omer and uh, Caleb Martin, right? I think those are the guys just outside the rotation who will be plug and play in those types of situations. Like we saw tonight with Caleb, but like Omer, and by the way, I'm gonna say this for Michael Potter too, because the one time we talked about him on the show, he was I was, you know, maybe talking a little bit too negatively about him, despite not watching him enough, just kind of labeling him a stretch big who was slow. And look, I'm not gonna change my opinion all the way on him, but man, he is really active out there. Like he got the 17 rebounds versus the Spurs the other night. Yeah. And I was Eric Reed said it was again. an unofficial record on the broadcast. <laughs> I was impressed with him again tonight. Like he's done a a really good job rebounding. He's been a solid defender out there. Like he's not getting burnt over and over. Like I kind of imagined he would. So I'm going to, you know, I got to give him respect too. But as far as Omer, what you're saying there, I I agree. He's got to eat up some of those minutes. I think at some point during the season, he looks like he's ready to be that type of guy. Like, you know, who can come in for small uh, bursts and, you know, come in and score a rebound and space the floor for others. He already knows how to do all of that stuff. So it's not like you're kind of stretching his limits. Like he's, he, he's big. He covers a lot of space. And I think he, he's a pretty natural drop defender too, right? I don't know. I, I think Omer is somebody who can come in sooner than later. And I'm, I'm not even trying to overreact. I just think like this guy is just kind of the stuff that you would want from him in that role. He, he's already good at, right? And he's, he's also physical. He uses his size. So and, you know, the, as far as the other guys there, Marcus Garrett, I mean, my God, the dude is all over the place on defense in a great way. He is not letting guys get an advantage of um, an advantage on him, any type of opening. It was great to see that. He had uh, five assists in six minutes. Who does too, that? Man. I mean, that's not normal at all. That's good because I think that's one of the the, the concerns with him is like, is he just going to have to be a spot up guy right. if he does get minutes? Like, is that the type of role you're going to envision for him? So him getting six assists, like showing he can do stuff with the ball on this level, even if it's preseason against other guys who may or may not be getting a lot of minutes, like it's a good sign, man. I think Javante Smart looked pretty good too out there. Like all of a sudden they've got a nice little cupboard of G League guys and Uh-oh. a couple Asset of guys. manufacturers. There you go. No, but a couple of guys who might just be plug and play into the rotation. Th- this is true, but uh, I'm, I'll just close by saying this. And Alex, if you got anything, you could chime in afterwards. But this is where I'm ending tonight. While, while I do say um, 
Yurt Savin's going to get the opportunity to play. Make no mistake, that dude is going to get dunked on this year. Somebody is going to yoke on his head. I don't know who it is yet, but today at 10.41 p.m. on October the 11th of 2021, Greg Sylvander is telling you that Yurt Savin is going to get dunked on this season at some point. Okay, so look, I'm not going to let you end the show that way. I think Omer is going to get dunked on for sure. I'm surprised it didn't happen already with John Collins or Miles Bridges. And by the way, we've talked about those two guys and specifically Collins in the past. Like, I'm just going to throw this in here, right? Collins is like a, a front court partner in the past, you know, for, for Bam. I think Miles Bridges just might be that guy. I'm a big fan of his. I mean, he's defending, he's athletic, he hits threes every night. Bridges is nice. He could do stuff, a little something with the ball, too. I'm, I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm really impressed with this Hornets team overall, though, because you would think that they're kind of, you know, not great defensively, but they're competitive as hell. They're always keeping the ball moving. They're always running in transition. They got, like, young dudes who play like young dudes and vets at the same time. It was a fun game, man. Uh, so, yeah, Omer is going to get dunked on, but uh, I couldn't let you end it on that. That's good. Keeping it positive. But good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.